Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, Tuesday, May 3rd. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about baseball. We'll talk about whatever you want. We'll talk about whatever you want. Hey, I'm in a good mood. Why not? I'm not in a good mood, right? I'm trying to, I'm overcompensating for to, to trying to be in a good mood. Uh, but uh, but I'm always in a good mood when I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thumbs ups. Give me the thummy thumbs. You know I like the thummy thumbs in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit whatever you want, right? Got Dunn Montgomery there, Suki Singh, real life pitcher, Trey, Rick McGill, right? Got you guys in the in the in the YouTube chat. A lot of, a lot of people gave me good comments about yesterday's show. If you want to go back to yesterday's show, I basically described the very bare basic sports betting 101 of how if you want to just recreational bet and 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 lose the least amount possible, that you could do it. Like it's a very, 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 very simple concepts. And uh, I, had a convers- I had a conversation with someone else in my DMs, someone that, d- that does sports betting content that, uh, that like, oh, I, I, that, this, uh, if, if more people knew about this, then, then, you know, then so many more people would, would, wouldn't lose as much betting, right? Or have a better shot at winning, right? And I, and I told them, like I tell with, that, with, the, with DFS stuff, right? 95% of people won't do it. And it's sports betting, it may even be more than that, right? They just simply won't do it. It's not about not understanding, right? Well, a little bit of is it not understanding. It's just not interested. Not, don't care because that's not the name of the game. As long as they pick winners, that's all that matters, Right? Because I saw Derek Cardi uh, t- earlier today, 10.08. Right, Derek even tweeted out. Basic but excellent advice for those new to sports betting. Shop for the best line. Like, what's what's so complicated about this? Don't just accept what one book gives you. This is the game of edges, and you can gain a lot of it by simply finding the best odds available. Like, what what is what is, what is so... I mean, this is... 95% of bettors do not do this, right? I want to bet on X, right? And they go, okay, I want to bet minus 115 where you could get minus 110 somewhere else. You don't have to walk anywhere, right? It's going to the store. And it's like, I, 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 yeah, I guess uh, a gallon of milk is at uh, 229, right? I'll pay that, even though like right next to it, it says 209. It's like, why, why are you paying more for no reason? For no reason whatsoever. And uh, if you talk to average normal people, right? Even people that are above average, right? That are involved in, and they, they bet often more, or they play DFS more. You, you still, you, 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 run, you run into, you run into lazy people. I don't know, lazy. I don't want to, do I want to call them stupid? I kind of want to call them stupid. But like, I, I'm reading this to him. Like, oh, Derek, okay, yeah, great. I mean, it's not, this, this is not like, oh my God, I've never heard this before, right? But then you scroll down and this is, this is what you find. Right, you find the Cardinals red ninety six. Not to call them out personally or anything. Is there really going to be much of a difference with new betters though? Someone putting twenty dollars on a game isn't going to see much of a difference between minus one hundred five and minus one fifteen. LOL. I understand that it's like a one dollar and some change, right? But probably won't be worth it to new betters who are in it for entertainment value. Having one book is simple. Rather having money in four to five different books, right? Right. Oh, there's no difference. One hundred five and one fifteen on a twenty dollar bet. I mean, it's it's only it's only a dollar it's only a dollar fifty, right? A dollar a dollar twenty. 
right? Yeah, I know that new betters, right? But this is because this is the attitude. It's like, oh, why, why bother? If I'm betting $20 a mean, I don't want to have like, be able to put money on multiple books, even though you could do it immediately in US books. It's not like, like through, it's not, it's not like you have to leave a ton of money on books, right? You could just say, oh, okay, I have nothing here, but there's a better line. I'm going to deposit 50 bucks and there you go, right? Especially if you're taking care of, taking advantage of bonuses, right? And if you're a new better, most likely you're not just betting once in the blue moon, right? It's not like, oh, okay, I like, like I bet two or three bets a month type of thing. You're probably betting on a couple of things, right? On a, on a night, even if even if you're doing parlays and stuff, even if whatever, like you make okay, uh, you know, maybe maybe a couple of days a week, you make a couple of bets, right? I'm just I'm just coming a real recreation, right? There are a lot of people that for fun they all oh, place fourteen different bets on NBA tonight, right? Different little probably okay, I'll bet two dollars on that, I'll bet three dollars on this. You can do that, but now I'm now I'm just saying like okay, let's say you make in the course of a week you make 10 bets, right? On random different things, college football game, whatever. Tennis, who, who knows, right? Live betting, right? You Maybe you're doing a live bet. I mean, it's, it's 10. And let's say your average bet is 20 bucks, okay? And you're betting 10, 10 bets of that. And you could find a better line by more, that saves you more, as much of a dollar, around a dollar on $20 for 10 bets, right? That's $10. Right, you just thrown away before and anything wins or loses. You've just basically thrown away ten dollars in the course of a week, and then well, add it up for fifty weeks. It's five hundred bucks, right? So whatever whatever you're doing in sports betting, it's like oh, at the at the end of the year, you'll have you'll have enough money to pay your 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 gas and electric bill for three months or whatever the hell it is. Just simply by oh, I'm gonna look over here and press that button instead, right? Like that's the difference, but this is the mentality that people have. Oh, what's really the what's really the difference, right? And a lot of times these are the same people that, you know, like, well, uh, do I go to the gas station that uh, has gas at three fifteen, or do I go to the gas station and that that has gas at at three twenty three, right? Well, the gas station that with, with uh, three twenty three is right around the corner, and the gas station with three dollars and fifteen cents is I got to make an extra left, right? People people go on just going to make the extra left and get gas for cheaper, right? For eight cents cheaper on the gallon. I'm only getting 10 gallons of gas. That's 80 cents. People will do that, right? And you should do that probably. 10 cent difference in gas prices, right? If you consistently do that, oh, by the end of the year, oh, I end up with an extra 30 or 40 bucks in my pocket. Like the, the, there's less of a difference in doing that than paying 115 to 105 the difference between the lines yet people will, will do they understand that right right you go to you go that this is the this is the thing that that, that annoys me. but this it just shows that having a conversation with other sports betting people and content creators of like oh how do we educate the public like to make them understand it's like they, they don't want to understand right it's like I, i've i've done this in dfs for too long Right. We've done this show for too long. I've done my course for too long. I've talked to people for too long. Right. I try to do the best I can. And I know that only 5% will actually listen. Right. And I feel, I feel glad. I, I feel happy for the 5%. Right. When people DM me and say, you know, oh, I was a losing DFS player. And then, oh, I listened to your course. I watch your show. And now here, 
I won $50,000 on DraftKings or something. Or I've been playing, you know, I played small stakes. I, the one guy I, I recently was like, you know, won the mini max four times and now I'm moving up or one single and you know, now, now I'm a profitable player. It's like, I love, I, yeah, I love hearing that. Yes. 95% of people. I also get messages of uh, uh, most of your stuff is BS and uh, who, who the, who the, who's going to hit a home run, right? Like none of that math stuff. None of that. You know, who, no one cares about that type of stuff. Projections. Who cares about projections? They're, they're uh, the computers making lineups for you, right? Those people. That's most people, right? But it's just like showing. Like I, I, it's like I'm, I'm on Twitter after having that conversation last night of like people just don't list, Don't they don't care, right? It doesn't mean enough to them, right? It's like oh, no, no, they understand that paying minus one fifteen is worse than paying minus one hundred five, but. Is there really that much of a difference? It's only a dollar, right? And then they, and then they, 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 what they do is that they bet even more than that, right? Right. So I'm not even talking about 10 bets a week. I'm talking about someone that, you know, places 10 bets in a day, right? Recreationally, you know, they're not like professionals. They're not trying to, you know, make, make money. It's entertainment. And maybe they'll get lucky and make some money, maybe, right? So maybe they're making 40 bets a week, 50 bets a week. With an average of twenty dollars, and they and all the all the all the bets they make, they could find a better line by 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 a dollar on average, right? So that's fifty. That's fifty bucks. You just basically threw fifty bucks away for no no reason. Just take a fifty dollar bill and burn it. That's exactly what you did. Now do that every week, right? For like fifty weeks, that's twenty five hundred dollars. Like that, it adds up. That's what it is. And even on a recreational better, right? If you bet make tw- let's say you make twenty bets in a week of $20 each, and you could save a dollar on each bet. That's like a free bet a week. Like you're just throwing it, you're just saying, uh, do you want a free bet for just betting? Uh, yeah, yeah, just so chop around. It's, it infuriates me. It feels like why, I don't, I, don't, I don't see what's so hard about this, but 95% of people won't do this. You'll tell them, you'll literally tell them, and they still won't do it. And I'll, and I'll admit to yeah, it's a $1 difference, but when it comes down to, it's a 638, and the NBA game is getting ready to start, and they're they're on their phone in the toilet, going, oh, "I'll bet on this, I'll bet on that, I'll bet on this." They're all at one book, right? Didn't even bother to check, right? Other books, and and there are sites that you could go to that you could see all the odds. We have a site called ScoresAndOdds.com. Okay, that's one of those types of sites. You could just compare all the lines and go, "Oh, that line's better," so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet there. It just amazes me. It amazes me. I just had to bite to bring that up only because I, I, before the show, I'm reading Derek. Oh, okay. Derek Cardi. Okay. Okay. Let, let me go on the replies. Cause I'm expect, I always expect stupid replies in Cardi's comments. Sometimes I go and I see that and I go, you can't teach people. You can't teach stupid. You can't, you can't teach people or lazy. They can't teach lazy. Right. Cause I don't think this person is stupid. I think it's more of lazy, more of like, what's really the big difference? A dollar. Is it really worth the dollar? for me to open up another app. Like that's really what it comes down to. Exactly, maybe for some people it isn't worth the dollar, maybe. I don't know, what do you do with that, that extra extra three seconds isn't worth the dollar, I don't, I don't know about you, but whatever. Just wanted to get that rant out of the way. <sighs> Ryan C says, yeah, oh yeah, Blender Black for my day, I had to walk 15 miles to school both ways in the snow without earmuffs or a hat. Uh, okay. 
yesterday, yesterday, uh, I mean, it was a small slate yesterday. Uh, if you stack the Diamondbacks against Lopez, you won. That's essentially what. And it's not like Lopez didn't even, even do that badly, right? Lopez still got seven strikeouts, right? But I mean, the scoring yesterday, damn, baseball is so boring. I mean, it, it, it's, it's going from, it was a fairly boring sport to begin with. And now it is brutal. It is brutal. I watched like the first, like I, on MLB TV with the four box. I was watching four games at once, right? From like seven o'clock, four games at once. And it still was like, there still wasn't even anything going on. Like, this, like one of these things, out of one of these games, can something happen? Can something, can please, can something happen? No, then nothing and just staring and going, what am I, what am I doing? I can't, can't even watch four games and see anything exciting happen. But yesterday, the, 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 the Diamondbacks, uh, I mean, Lopez was one of the most owned pitchers, right? He was, was it? Yeah, who's the? He was the most expensive, forty-five percent. Uh, Gallon forty-two percent, Bassett thirty percent, Rasmussen twenty-four percent, Paddock twenty-three percent. I played uh, yesterday. I didn't play the. I actually played Lopez. I played four. I only played four lineups yesterday. Uh, I cashed two of them. I cashed in the one twenty-one. I mean, I lost a little bit, but not that much. But I primarily played Rays. I played the Rays. I played the Mariners. I played uh, uh, the Blue Jays. I couldn't play the Yankees. It was between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And uh, then I played one lineup with Miami against Zach Gallon. Like my choice was either I was going to play one out of my four lineups to either stack against Gallon or stack against Lopez. And I decided to stack against. I, I thought uh, uh, Gallon. I actually thought Gallon would be the most owned pitcher on the slope. Right. So that's why I that's why I chose Gallon over Lopez. I thought at seventy six hundred that people may not just pay up for ten thousand for Lopez, but uh, the, the the Twins were cheap enough that yeah, the Twins were super chalk. I knew that they were going to be the chalkiest stack, but I didn't think they would be this chalky. I didn't play any of the Twins. I just I mean I on a six game slate, you tell me that you know a, a stack's going to be twenty plus percent owned, and I just exit out. I mean that's that's easy to me. I thought the the Orioles would be higher because they were really cheap actually came in a little bit lower than I thought. And I knew the Astros would be chalky also, right? So basically I'm trying to avoid the Twins, the Astros and uh, the Orioles. So that's why, you know, based on, based on our slate IQ and our stack percentage tool for DraftKings, I saw in combination with the bat projections that from a ceiling perspective, uh, the Yankees, after those teams, you remove those teams, you had the Yankees, you had the Mariners, you had the Blue Jays, uh, you had the, the Rays, like after that. Uh, so I just played, I just played four lineups like that, right? Right. Turns out the Mariners really didn't do anything. Uh, the Rays did fine, right? I mean, there was there was there, I mean, the winning lineups, if we take a look here, you know, like basically five, here's five, three with Atlanta, right? Because Darno, Albies, Riley. I mean, even though Bassett had a had a good game, but you know, maybe not the full five-man Atlanta stack did well, but what do you need to do well on a slate like this? Barely anything happened, right? So here we go. Here's like here's another five man, five man. Uh, now this is four Diamondbacks, three Braves, and Wander Franco. Here's another five three. Sean Zan, another five three. Okay, here's here's like a four three one with the Yankees and Bo Bichette, right? Yeah, here's a five man. Okay, here's a race stack with Luplo and Varsho, but no Peralta. 
right? I mean, you see up here, the the, the, the scores are really close. Like a BK reader just uh, replaced, uh, what was Peralta's price? 3,600? Right. If he just replaced Varsho with uh, with Peralta, uh, he would have won, right? BK reader would have won the whole thing, even with a three-point low in his lineup. Right, because you take a look here. The, the only difference is what? This is a five-point swing. Varsho had 16 and Peralta had 24. So, yeah. But, I mean, there was also tons of lineups at the bottom with zero, zero, zeros. I mean, so many people didn't. I mean, dude, I mean, look. From a lot of slates, on like tonight's slate, on 11-game slate, I'm assuming a lineup this low. 150, right? With guys with fives and zero. Look, the winning lineup had a zero in it. Right, the pitchers, you know, you had two 20-point pitchers. But, I mean, if we take a look at the pitchers, I mean, most pitchers did okay, right? Where I get out of here? Can we get this fixed? Oh, we got it fixed. We got it fixed. We got the pitcher filled by team fixed. Well, give some thummy thumbs for that. Uh, let me take a look at the pitcher. I mean, outside of the really bad pitchers, I mean, pretty much, I mean, I mean, Pablo Lopez, like 11, but I mean, for giving up a couple of, giving up three or four runs, that ain't that bad for 11, but 20, 20, 18, 16, 23, 14 for Tyler Wells at his price. Odorizzi is 22. It's like, as long as you got around 40-ish points, right? 38 points, you, you, you were fine, right? It was more of the fact of like, did you have, did you have, uh, uh, couple of diamondbacks backs did you did you have uh you know like glaber torres like you can take a look at glaber torres he wasn't even like i didn't even see him up here right he had 21 points and he's not even in winning lineups right okay here he come giant squid has right 7.5 percent didn't even make you know winning lineups right but if we take a look at the at the, the batting i mean dude i mean byron buxton was 26 percent. i mean this is this is uh, in the large field. Do we have the single entry in here? Seventh in this. Okay, we, we don't have the 121 here. Because in the 121, Byron Buxton was was like 46% and Kepler was 40%. I mean, the single entry stuff was nuts. So let me take a look at, what's the smallest field? Yeah, I guess I'll eh, take a look at the 777. Right here, look, Byron Buxton, 31%, 29%, 25%. Miranda, 25% at 2,000. Polanco, right. All these twins. 1% lineup, nothing, right? It's not that it's not that hard to win, right? Sean Zan won, okay, in the 777. Yeah, with an Astro, basically, you know, 5-3 Astros, Diamondbacks, Bassett Gallon, fine. Look, he won with, look at, look at all these snowflakes, right? But look, Peralta in this contest, the 777 was less than 1% owned. Dalton Varsho, 2% owned. Luplo, 3% owned. So it's like, dude, nothing happened on the slate. He had zero, five, so he won $100,000. Right? 100 grand first place with, with this line, 123. Right? Because the chalk was so much more chalkier. And as, as I repeat a million times, baseball is built around failure. So I think one of the one of the biggest skills you could have in, in, in MLB DFS is to, to remove FOMO for like, like get into the, the anti-FOMO mindset. Okay. Because a lot of people play chalk because they're they have a fear of missing out. Like, how could you not how could you not play the twins against the Wells, the Orioles, and they're cheap, and you got Miranda here and they're a little too cheap. 
Kepler's too cheap. How could you not? Well, what happens if they put up eight runs? Oh, and I missed out on it. They put up 12 runs and I missed out on it. Yeah, but look how old they are. Doesn't mean you're going to win anything. It's a lot. Have third of the, the quarter of the lineups have that stack, right? So be built on failure. So don't think of fear of missing out. Let other people have the fear of missing out. Well, what happens if Zach Gallen puts up uh, 35 points? Well, then you lose and tomorrow's another slate. Are you, fear, are you, are you fearing that, that, that the world's going to blow up at the end of the day? You feel like the DFS is going to get outlawed tomorrow? I mean, like, like dude, there's, there, there's going to be tons of, there's going to be infinite amount, not infinite amount of slates, but you'll be able to play tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. So don't always chase after like, oh, well, what happens if they do well? Well, I mean, then a third of the lineups got the same points anyway. Not even guaranteed the cash. But you'll see this every day. And then sometimes the chalk comes in. You're right. And sometimes, sometimes the chalky is stacked. The, you know, the twins put up 14 runs in this spot. The winning lineup's 220. And you didn't have any of it. And oh, well. I'm telling you, over the course of 150 slates, you'd be better off not having these spots when it comes to hitters. Can you build lineups? Yes, there are plus EV lineups that contain twins, but they're very different than other spots. You can build those lineups if you want. It's much harder. Like I, I, I preach that that default stance of like in baseball is built on failure because once you fade the twins. Like on this slate that we that we just we just had. Let's say I told you you fade the twins and one of Gallon or Lopez. Like just choose which one. It doesn't even matter. Then build whatever stack lineup you want. It could be five man, it could be four, three, one, five, two, one, five, three, five, one, 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 whatever you want. At that point, build whatever you want. Now, now it's up to you. I don't think whatever you do is not gonna be, it's not gonna be that bad. Right, because you've already gotten another. You're right. You you faded the twins, the the the, the 25 plus percent owned stack, and one of the 50 plus percent owned pitchers. So now whatever lineup he's like, oh, I, I like the I like the Blue Jays. Okay, you're fine. Do you have to worry about ownership? No, you don't have to worry about any of that. Right? You've already you you you've identified how you could remove ownership from your lineup and get leverage and have a plus EV lineup. Done. Easy because you could pretty much do anything at that point. Now, let's say you play Gallon, Lopez, and the five man twin stack. So you got three slots left and you got to get really different now. Now it's much harder to find the plus EV lineups, right? You get a little too chalky, then, then you're, you're sharing points with too many people, right? You get too contrarian, you're playing guys. I'm going to play a play a I'll play guy off the bench to get really contrarian. Probably that's probably not a good idea. There's a lot more nuance in the, the, the fine line between if those lineups are plus EV versus minus EV is much harder to distinguish. Yet, if you find a leverage spot, if you find it's like, well, if I just just fade the twins and one of these top on pitchers, I could just like whatever, whatever I could look and uh, I'm going to I'll take the Oakland A's, right? Even though they project the war, they don't even project that great, right? You can just, just X them out. Can we go? Do we have their historical projections from yesterday? Let me, let me see. Uh, come on. Where do we go back? 
we go back yesterday. I mean, I could just show you, just like like just go and line up HQ. It's part, you know, get Roto Grinders tools. Let's go to DraftKings MLB for yesterday's slate. We could build on the projections that were there, right? I believe. I'm assuming it's been updated, but maybe not. Sometimes stuff early in the morning isn't. Okay, so here, here we got fantasy point using fantasy and act. Okay, we got everything yesterday, right? If I if I run this, Wells Pat. Okay, this is okay. This is based on RG projections, right? Right. So you got Tampa Bay, Seattle, Toronto. I mean, you could just there. Here's a lineup. You're done. Has Paddock and Wells. All you have to do is okay. That's why because I excluded all those players from yesterday because I built my lineups. All right, so we're gonna run it. Okay, now, now, now we got, now we got. It. So I was wondering, it's like, okay, this is this is weird. Okay, like the optimal would have been, I don't know why Burrows and Woods. Okay, this is all screwed up. I'm getting relief pictures that have have zero projections in. But maybe I hope you understand my point. Yeah, they got to update stuff for yesterday for these historical projections. But that's all. What a lot of baseball is. I mean, especially on the smaller slates. Six-game slate, it's like, oh, who's the chalkiest team? That, oh, the, the Twins? Just X amount. And then go, well, what do I want to build? Well, build whatever you want. Because it's so much easier to find the spots where the condensed ownership is. On, on a slate like tonight, where we have 11 games, is there going to be one team that's going to be 30% owned? Probably not, right? There may be teams that are more owned than others, but are there going to be teams that are so dramatically owned uh, overowned compared to others probably not even like washington or colorado like colorado has the highest team total right buying their cores like they like may, maybe they're the most popular stack and they're going to be like 15 to 18 percent on maybe which is a lot for an 11 game slate but not like it's going to be 30 or 40 right and then like if you took away that colorado game i mean it's quite possible that the highest owned stack is like 10 percent Right. There's a 10% don't stack. There's an 8% don't stack. There's a 7% don't stack. Like everything is kind of in that range. And you go, well, who do I fade? Well, nothing is really like, nothing is that owned where you could, where you could easily identify leverage. Where you could easily identify a spot to not, to be different, to not have. Right. So that playing baseball in, in smaller slates or even bigger slates. I mean, you could do the same with pitchers. This pitcher is going to be, 42% on an 11 game slate. It's like, okay, what's the easiest way for me to get different? Well, don't play that picture, right? If you're going to play one line, right? Because building liners with that picture are going to be harder because you're going to have to find leverage elsewhere, right? And in baseball, it's so much easier to find leverage on smaller slates where all, we saw that yesterday with the Twins. Even if you don't win, like just learn how to do this. Do this over 150 slate season. And you will likely come out on top, right? Or come close. You'll have you'll have top ten finishes in GPPs. Whether or not you have the first place versus third place, that may determine your season. You know, one a walk, someone getting thrown out at the plate, right? Something like that. Two points may decide the difference between uh, hundred thousand and forty thousand, or ten thousand and five thousand, or something like that. And that may be the difference between a really good season and just the like. Oh yeah, I made some some money. Type of season. Uh, 
Neil Jaworski says it's super boring, but I honestly seem to do better on the slate with low scoring. Well, because correlation doesn't matter as much, right? You, you don't have to be perfect. On slates with low scoring, it's just that you don't have to be perfect. You have to be less perfect. But on the slates that's low scoring, you need the guys that score a decent amount. Like yesterday, it's going to be hard to win without Peralta or Torres or you know someone like that in your lineup because not many people score points. So you're still going to need, but you could win with those guys and a zero. On the high-scoring slates, when we have multiple teams that are putting up, you know, eight, ten runs, like on a tonight's slate, let's say we have a, two teams that score eight and one team that scores thirteen, another and three more teams that score six or seven. Like most likely, you ain't winning with with some stack and 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 thirty points total at pitcher and and two zeros in your lineup. No, you probably don't even catch. Yet on a slate like yesterday, you could, but you still need the key pieces. I think I think between the six games, there, there, there were four home runs total. Four home runs total in six games. So you're probably gonna need you're probably gonna need at least one of them or two of them. There's only four players that did it. They're gonna need them, right? Probably not gonna get away with you know seven points, five points, three points. No, that's not gonna do well. So there, there's a, there's pros and cons of those low scoring slates. High scoring slates sometimes like if a ton of people we have a ton of batters that have twenty plus points, twenty three points. Right, a ton of team stacks that put up, you know, someone has 19, someone has 22, someone has 14, like that. And there's a bunch of them, and there's no player that put up like 42 points or anything. Then, then you could win with a, a multitude of different ways. Right? It's like, oh, well, I didn't stack the team that scored 12 runs. Well, based on their positions and their ownership, like you could have won with the team that scored that scored nine runs. Right? Mix it with the home run hitter from this game. Like, there's many more ways for you to win. On the slates where one guy hits three home runs, you're pretty much going to need that guy, right? If they're owned and, and any sizable amount, right? Unless they're a 0.2% owned guy. Like we had that Anthony Rizzo slate last week. Like if you didn't have the, yeah, if you didn't have 52 points from Rizzo, you, you, ain't, you ain't coming in first, right? You ain't making that up. Okie doke. Anything else in the YouTube chat? It's a short show today. I mean, I'm not really talking about today's slate because uh, I'm going to be on later. I'll be on later tonight, later on Grinders Live. So if you got anything, any other, any other questions in the YouTube chat, feel free, feel free to type it in. Give me those, give me those thummy thumbs. All right. You can always ask me sports betting questions also. I mean, it's a DFS show, I guess. If you have, it's, it's still basic. I still talk about strat, like strategy, like sports betting. Like, what do you, what do you like on tonight's game? That's the same question as like, what, who, who do you like tonight at shortstop, right? I don't care. I don't like anybody. Uh, but I'll be on later, later today, later today. So that's uh, 5 p.m., right? We, we move these shows around all the time. It's on the schedule, then it moves. It depends on when the slate starts, right? But I'll be on later today. Grinders Live with Dean, right? Am I on with anyone else? Is it just me and Dean? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there's someone else on with me also. So it'll be me and Dean Five o'clock Eastern, same channel, same place, YouTube channel, right? Uh, then uh, crunch time is free, as as usual, all season. Brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, so so you get Roth's weather report, you get uh, you get Cardi, or you know, I think Cardi's will be there. You'll get Cheese or whoever, whoever, whoever's on crunch time. Uh, scores and odds channel. Subscribe to that channel on YouTube, right? That's uh, that's all the, the you know scoresandodds.com is a sister site to Roto Grinders. Uh, 
And uh, so if you want like sports betting stuff, compare lines, line shop, all that type of stuff, go there. And Grant has his, uh, you know, Monday through Friday has a show on the Scores and Odds YouTube channel called Live Locks. And he goes through and he looks for bets that could be plus EV, right? I mean, he does, he, he's shopping around also, right? He'll, he'll, he'll show you all that type of stuff. Bonus hunting, he does a ton of that, right? He'll go, he'll go on any book. He'll, I think he's, I think he has he's probably 37 books or something that he has money on or whatever, at least an account on. So if you learn more stuff about that, go to the Scores and Odds YouTube channel. And uh, and I'll be on later today here on Grinders Live at five o'clock Eastern. So give me those thummy thumbs, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. You'll know when we go live here on YouTube. But uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. And then I'll review it tomorrow and answer your answer your strategy questions as I normally do on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. 